welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960, your show. I, we were talking about two main things, but anything you want to raise, of course, um, is, is, is more than fine. Uh, the two things we were talking about, an odd quote of uh, Joe Biden's on Tuesday uh, with regards to the vaccine and, um, and uh, his weird views of patriotism – the science is, is, is its own whole category, and I spent a couple of days talking about that. But there's another part of his quote that was very problematic. Bill, do you want to just so the audience that may be tuning in now can catch up? This was Joe Biden on Tuesday. And so everybody talks about freedom and not to have a, to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? And so how about patriotism? How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? All right. So the vaccinated uh, uh, part about not spreading the disease to anyone else flummoxed the deputy press secretary today when she faced the press on this. Uh, It's that's a statement unknown to any study. If he has access to this knowledge, it flies in the face of every statistic and every study we know. That's not my point right now. My point right now is where he says everybody talks about freedom, about not to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? How about patriotism? I was making the point, and I did it at length. I won't bore you with it again here. I made it at length in the last hour that patriotism is a meaningless thing without freedom. Freedom is an animating structure of patriotism. You can't just disappear freedom uh, or memory hole freedom or uh, eviscerate freedom and still seek patriotism. It's empty. What you're in now in 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 the world of now is um, is is tyranny, uh, forcing people to comply against <laughs> against their own sovereign desires, against their freedom. Th- that's one thing we were talking about. The other thing I got it from Dennis Prager today, and it's been fascinating hearing many of you out on this. How has the virus or the policies with regard to the coronavirus affected you or your lives, you or your families or friends' lives or your ways of doing business? Or That's part of your life, your life. I'll just leave it at that. How has COVID affected your lives? I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear from you. Think about how much we just learned from the last several callers, 602-508-0960. Those of you on hold, don't go away. I will get to you in a brief moment. I just wanted to say something about the last caller um, that we had, Ryan who was uh, talking about how uh, all that has been done over the past year and a half has so divided his family in a way that uh, family divisions of years past are mild. Uh, They were or are now seen as mild. Every family has had their disputes at gatherings, at holidays, uh, even over politics and sometimes even a little bit rough. And they tend to be papered. uh, They tend to be able to be put back together. Uh, this one feels different, and Ryan was saying this one he's pretty sure is different. Uh, funerals, weddings, those kinds of things all having been suspended and perhaps suspended permanently. He put it as the disruption of the family. And I, I wanted to make an additional comment on that before I go back to your calls. The additional comment I wanted to make about that is think about the other thing you've heard about family over the last year and a half – Think about it for just a second. What else have you heard about family outside of the COVID or coronavirus context? Well, the Black Lives Matter movement, not only its curriculum, but its platform. Do you remember what it was when it came 
to the family what their platform plank was? I have it here. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Notice no use of the word fathers, just mothers. Not the point. Not the point. The first point is the um, first clause. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. That didn't come out of nowhere, folks. That didn't come out of nowhere. When two out of the three founders of the Black Lives Matter movement said that they were trained Marxists, I'd like you to listen to this from the Democratic Socialists of America website. We stand for, quote, restructuring gender and cultural relationships to be more equitable. It's always the damned family, isn't it? You know where that comes from? Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. Karl Marx goes right into this in the Communist Manifesto when he writes, quote, on what foundation is the, excuse me, I'll do it again. On what foundation is the present family, the bourgeois family based? On capital, on private gain. In its completely developed form, the family exists only among the bourgeoisie, which has to be, of course, ended, altered, and destroyed. Frederick Engels, Marx's co-author in the Communist Manifesto, himself wrote a book, an entire book, a whole book, on the need for dismantling the family. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this was an effort by Anthony Fauci. I don't believe he knows any of this stuff. How could he? He knows too much about epidemiology. He can't be expected to know about Karl Marx, too. Okay, little sarcasm in there, but the point is still true. I don't expect that he is coming at this from that direction or thought, and he probably doesn't know about any of this. Why would he? Most people don't. But the socialists do, and the Marxists do. They know about this stuff. And if you think they've been a little bit quiet about the disruption of COVID mitigation to the family, if you think that the people who are in league and in line with the BLM philosophy have no problem with the COVID mitigation efforts and the COVID policies and the COVID fear and panic that has destroyed families the way Ryan and so many other have testified, if not destroyed, at least disrupted. If you wonder why they're quiet, if you wonder why they don't care, if you wonder why it's all very cold, of an, it's an all very cold issue to them, that's why. That's why. They never liked the family in the first place. The family unit is the problem to the socialists, not just in America, but from the get-go, from Karl Marx forward. And it's in every socialist, Marxist, communist movement you will find. The family is the problem. So when COVID came around and started disrupting and dismantling it, you weren't hearing a peep from these people about it. Why? They're just fine with it. Let her roll. Maybe... Maybe the revolution is nearer than we thought. Hutch is in Phoenix. Hello, Hutch. Hi, Seth. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. How are you? Ah, hanging in there. Good. Woke up this morning, so all's good. I like that. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Uh, well, usually go to the 
Okay, but, after that, but, but I, <laughs> after that, I, what's the first thing you do? I'm interested well, in people. I, I changed, I'll tell you why I ask. I'm I not changed, just. I, I changed the bathroom to. I call it the gym now. Okay. So the first thing I do when I wake up, I go to the. Gym. I, I understand. After you're done working out, <laughs> I ask. I'll tell you why I ask. I'm fascinated by people. Uh, I'm one of them, but I don't know that I'm common. I'm fat. Bill is probably one of them. I'm fast. My producer. I'm fascinated by people who wake up energetic. Who wake up? You can uh, hear I it. Usually, John Dabrowski's a type shower. of huh? Shower, and then you get. I going. usually hit the shower yeah. And, yeah. and get ready for work. All right. Yeah. All right. So you go to the but, shower. You, you hit the showers after the gym. That sounds about right to me. Exactly. Okay, sir. Exactly. That's not why you called. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Um, I my my oldest daughter has been a teacher for 20 years. I've got six grandkids from 11 to five months. Um, quite honestly, we haven't slowed down um, for the COVID. Uh, I mean, we still have family gatherings. We, we haven't missed a holiday. We haven't missed a birthday. Um, I, I guess it's, it's a mindset, to be honest with you. It might uh, be. My, it might be. I want to do this. If I can impose upon your patience just a moment more, I do have to take one more break. I'd love to come back and, sure. ha- and I, I'd lo- thank you. I'd love to know why you think you guys can do it and others have or haven't. What, what is it you do differently? How is it? That, uh, what is it your family does differently that you can remain so so cohesive, so in concert, so connected, so family-oriented? I'd like to know if there's a recipe here or if you see, if not a recipe, a, um, a, uh, a set of commonalities that you've seen in other families that have been able to stay together and not let this thing disrupt them and destroy them. Let me give out the f- hutch so I will come back to you. And then, of course, our dear friend Rima, I see, is calling in. Haven't seen her name in a while. Glad to see it. Happy to see it. We'll go to Rima. We have room for many more if you want. 602 508 0960. How has COVID changed your life? How have the COVID policies changed your life? We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Uh, 602-508-0960 is the number if you'd like to weigh in on anything uh, or uh, address anything you've heard from me or, or our listeners. We were talking with Hutch saying he's been able in his uh, large family, rather large family, a blessed family, it sounds like to me, uh, been able they've been able to keep things together. We had heard testimony from some listeners talking about the how COVID and the policies have driven their families further and further apart. Hutch, what is the magic? Uh, what is the secret sauce in your family that you would communicate to others that you've been able? To, how have you guys been able to hold it together? Well. We're all pretty staunch Republicans yeah. all the way around, even the extended family. Um, you know, I've got three daughters. My wife and I will be 42 years in February. Uh, three daughters, four granddaughters, two grandsons. So not much scares me, you know. Yeah, I get it. So. I get it. <laughs> but uh, I I got COVID uh, when my, grand, my youngest granddaughter was born. Uh, and at the hospital, and you all know what cesspools hospitals are, right? And I, be- I, it's got to be where I picked it up because I didn't go anywhere else, mm-hmm. you know. But um, other than that, I had a eh, decent little case, but uh, I had a bypass 18, 20 years ago, uh, 98% blockage, so I still had wiggle room. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I guess I would be considered at risk. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're we're all in pretty decent shape. My one of my son-in-law is a fireman. You know, my daughter, like I said, my oldest daughter is a teacher. You may have said it all. You may have said it all in the first answer, Hutch. You may have said it all. Not much scares us. Not much scares us. And I think you just can't succumb to the hype of it. I I, I think they've blown it so out of proportion. And then, you know, well, Fauci changes it every week. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, yes. The CDC just came out today. So how long have we been at this now? Almost two years. We're knocking. We're yeah. knocking on the door of two years, aren't we? Almost two years. We started hearing about it in January of uh, of a year ago. So almost two years. And then when the vaccines were announced, that's about a year. That's about exactly a year now, isn't it? Well, there were three kinds. Well, another thing: none of us have had shots. None of you have had them. None of us have had shots. I, I guess I've got the natural immunity. My son, had, my son-in-law had COVID a few weeks ago, so he's got natural immunity now. You know, we're just—I mean, we just uh, practice. You know. Well, for a year, we were told you have to be vaccinated, and there's one of three vaccines you should get. The CDC today, I am breaking yeah. news to you, Hutch, just told you there are two. Johnson and Johnson is now off the table. Johnson and Johnson is now off the table as of today. They are telling you they yeah. don't. Or the CDC is now telling you they don't recommend the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. That's another change. So for a year we've just been. See, this is why I think there's. He- oh, uh, don't leave me yet. Yeah, this is why there's hesitancy or resistance, if you want. They don't believe the government anymore, with good reason. Why should they? The government has been wrong about this thing in both administrations from day one. But there's one common thread throughout both administrations, and only one, Anthony Fauci. Yeah. And they have been wrong about big things. Remember when Dr. Fauci was promoting double masking? Even went on the Today Show to show even went on the Today Show to show you how to do it. Whatever happened to that one? You just change it. How many people you see doing the double masking thing anymore? These things are big things. They just come and go. Hmm. Remember when he was at the baseball game and he didn't have a mask? I re- I re- yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I remember uh, when he lied and admitted to lying about herd immunity. I remember when he said masks weren't going to protect us, uh, only to take us to two masks, back to one. I remember when they were telling us if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask, only to change that two weeks later. And now, after a year of being told Johnson and Johnson, Moderna or Pfizer, it's now just Moderna or Pfizer. Uh, why would anyone believe the government? Anyway, well, Hutch, I, I had a I, I had a secondary question for you. I had a secondary. Well, question. I actually have a secondary point as well. Go ahead, you go first. Um, what David, when David called and he was talking, and then you gave the blurb by the woman uh, with the school district in LA. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me that someone in California would feel like that. Yeah. Um, but she says that the kids, they've learned insurrection, the difference between insurrection and rioting yeah. and peaceful protest. Yeah. Not if they listen to Main Street media. That's correct. Haven't. That's correct. That's correct. Not if they listen to the number one show on CNN hosted then at the time by Chris Cuomo, who said, who said peace, who said protests had to be peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't have a clue about what a peaceful protest is. Or the First Amendment. And even, even the ones that uh, the 
uh, I don't know what the uh, exalted January 6th major riots that destroyed the earth, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, they. how many people have been convicted for that? Well, no one for insurrection. Yeah. No one, no one even charged with insurrection. So is that another lie that we heard from the government? I think there's a lot of lies going on from our government right now. And what bothers me is we're supposed to live not by lies. I think there's a lot of lies. And I don't know that I would categorize everything we've heard from them about COVID as a lie. I would just say that it was um, in many respects uh, authoritarian. I think it was controlling and I think it was born from a lack of knowledge that they never told us was a lack of knowledge. I think they were told. I think it was based on a lot of supposition and a lot of guesswork that they promoted and sold to us for free and with penalty if we didn't buy it, accept it. It was sold to us as fact. It was sold to us as fact. You know, I I almost want to say, and I guess I just will. That it sounds like families like yours, Hutch, conservative families, are following the science more than the left. You know what the word science comes from? It comes from the Latin, scientia, to know, knowledge, knowledge, to know. That's what science is. Follow the knowledge. Follow the knowledge. Boy, I couldn't tell you how many people are coming around to seeing the things I've been saying for two years too late or late. Do you know how many how many lives and how many families and how many relationships would have been kept intact if the kinds of things I were saying a year ago and for the last year were accepted? I was more right than Fauci. You were too, Hutch. You were too. Got a lot of people on hold. We'll get right to you when we come back. Don't go away, and there's room always for more. 602-508-0960. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. 602-508-0960. Rima in Scottsdale, a dear old friend. Hello, Rima. Hello, Seth. I hope you will forgive me. I have the lovely old-fashioned flu, so my voice might go out. Oh, I don't hear it. You sound fine to me, but yes, I'll forgive you if your voice does peter out. No problem. Yes. Well, you know, we still have the flu and other ailments, you know. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Every time someone gets sick, there were people who got sick before COVID. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and a friend of mine had... um, a huge big party for her uh, grandchildren, and they were so cute and lovely. Oh. And I think one of them gifted me this lovely little flu. So, but it was worth it. Ah, 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 ah. Well, Rima, um, let me just wish you a speedy and healthy recovery. And uh, Seth, I just wanted—I know it's not till Saturday—but uh, I wanted to make sure to wish you a very beautiful. And uh, happy birthday, many happy returns oh, you're on a special very day. You're very and to hope that your girlfriend will make you that peanut butter <laughs> pie that you wanted her and she wouldn't. Did I do that on air once? <laughs> Did oh, I do- yes. Oh, she dear. Made you the, oh, <laughs> she dear. made you the healthy tomato. And, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Did I do that <laughs> on air? <laughs> you, oh, no. <laughs> you sounded 
so disgusted. I loved it. it oh, precious. no. I don't know if I'm going to get a peanut butter pie or if I'm going to get in trouble for this call. Rima, no, you're no, so she, sweet. No, no, she loves you. She loves you. And if she doesn't make it for you, God willing, I will make you. <laughs> Do you like dark, uh, dark chocolate? You can uh, put a there's very dark little chocolate. I don't like. There's very okay, little so, I don't like. I don't so like tomatoes. <laughs> That's what I don't like. You know what? I am with you. Yeah. I would have much rather had the peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, peanut you know, butter is, I think, one of God's of greatest dark creations. Chocolate with bits of dark chocolate and uh, cranberry. Oh, my gosh. Know? And there and some walnuts. <laughs> no, it sounds crazy. Peanut butter and it can be healthy. That but uh, I wanted to let you know that we love you and Thank treasure you. you and you. we're so grateful for you. Thank you. You are... Uh, God's gift to all of us. Well, you're every very Every day you help us. Every single day we listen to you. You help us be uplifted, encouraged. Uh, you teach us something new. You allow us to, to uh, vent on your show. You allow us a, a community uh, that becomes a family and uh, give us hope. And uh, together we remember this beautiful, beautiful nation, the republic that is so priceless that God gave us based on his laws, and um, a rare show that is, uh, there's nothing like it out there, I listen on and off to a lot, nothing like yours. So it's such a beautiful gift from God, a beautiful blessing, and then remember, every year, the older you get, the younger you are. Rima, I wish I had words to say thank you uh, in a way that sounds more than like thank you. It's the best I know, um, and I think I learned from Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers of fa- of uh, of of, uh, of the Mr. Rogers neighborhood fame, that it's important to be a grateful and graceful recipient. So I'll I'll, I'll say thank you, but truly, you've warmed my heart. All of you do, and it seems to me that this notion uh, you mentioned a gift from God. If we all thought of each other, if everyone. In our in in our lives, thought of each other as a gift from God. I think we'd treat each other a lot better, generally. I really I do. I think there are more of us than we think. It's just people, you know, the gentleman that said his wife would attack people. I'm like that. I'm a hugger. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't met a stranger. Everybody's a friend for me. You I know? can I can understand so, that. Yeah. So no, I I never donned you know the mask of tyranny ever. Not once. My husband would walk away from me. He's embarrassed. I said, oh. <laughs> after a while, he said, nobody's bothering you. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna wear it. <laughs> but so I never funny. once wore it because you know. Uh, and a lot of people, after a while, you saw them, you know, the yeah. ones who are, uh, will always keep it on, they're afraid that's fine. The ones who, uh, after a while, they got bored, they don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. It's passé. It's yeah. passé. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just know that everybody wants to tell you how grateful they are on your birthday, oh, the 18th. You're sweet. You're sweet. And then for uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year, to tell you what um, what an amazing year and what an amazing um, uh, past few years you have given us. God well, we're going to do it together so for a long time, Rima. Um, we, I get by with the help of my friends, family, and all of you. You guys are a great gift to me. The best gift a guy mm. could have is this audience, truly. Thank we you. We love you. God Thank bless you. you, and happy birthday. Thank Bye-bye, you, dear. my dear. Bless you, and God bless you. Bill, I guess we have to go to a break on that one. I'll try and uh, 
get the red out of my face over the next few moments, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Pamela is in the Santan Valley. Hello, Pamela. Hi, Sean. Um, I just wanted to bring up, just a second, I want to put this on a different speaker thing. There, maybe you can hear me better. I hear you pretty well. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Um, I'm an RN, and that doesn't make me a scientist or an immunologist, but I'm interested in a vaccine called Novavax, and... Um, I, I feel like it's being obscured or, you know, people don't talk about it. Um, it, it was made from, um, it's a basic protein based vaccine that's made inside of a moth cell. It doesn't have any, uh, MRNA or fetal tissue lines, the things that people are opposed to. And there's tree bark, some kind of tree bark. I can't think of it. You have to look it up, Novavax, um, for the adjuvant. And um, a lot of the research was done in uh, Nebraska University. It's on the NASDAQ. I mean, it's gone up to as much as $200 a share. But it seems like the emergency use can push back. Um, they're going to be starting using it in India and the Philippines first. Um, and I, I've had COVID. I don't like the vaccines, Moderna, Pfizer, or Johnson. I don't like any of them. I think they're dangerous. Um, but this vaccine is more, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I, no, I'm glad you, you are. run into an expert <laughs> or anybody may know about it. Sure. Because it would be really nice, really, if we did have a vaccine. And by the way, it looks like the EU good. is about to authorize it. Yes. So, and it you also... Know. It, that's good. Yes, I hope they do. It also recognizes, it can train your body to recognize 31 different spike proteins. So it seems to me that would mean it could handle variants. Well, you very probably well. just sent the stock higher, Pamela. <laughs> I think, no, I, I think I, it is I an American company. Some. I think it is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I actually bought some, but. Wouldn't that be interesting if if it's an American company that the European Union and the World Health Organization authorizes before the United States? What? It would be interesting if an American company, an American manufactured product, is authorized in the EU and the World Health Organization before it is here. That would be an interesting sign of our times, wouldn't it? So yeah, it sounds like you've heard of it, then. Oh, only, only, uh, only just that little. I, I've, I've said it's like me talking about an NFL game. I've, I've said everything I know, and anything uh, you ask me about it beyond what I said, it'll embarrass well, me. I heard of it from a very open-minded doctor on YouTube named Dr. Bean. His name is Syed Mobeen. and he, he said that would be the vaccine he would take if he could. He did end up taking a one of those others. Let me ask you this, he's Pamela. He's not even anti-vax, but he believes in ivermectin treatment therapeutic. Let me let me ask so, you this, Pamela. You, you, you're a registered nurse? Yeah, I'm retired. Oh, okay. I but was going to ask you if your colleagues are taking the vaccine. Um, well, my son's an RN, and he works in the COVID unit at Desert Banner Desert. I won't say his name. Okay. And um, he got a religious exemption okay. for it. Um, I think I don't think people feel like if they've had COVID, 
I, I've had it. I almost feel like I would have a hyper reaction to the vaccine if I did take it. I don't I I don't feel like I would be safe taking one of those. Well, the thing the now. reason I ask is, you know, um, from basically March of 2020 till the end of 2020 nurses and hospital workers you know that y- y'all were, were were touted to us as the heroes as you know the great sacrificers for this thing doing doing so much hard and unexpected work over right. time and all that i mean the profiles of your profession were really very heartwarming and deserved and all the like the moment the story started coming out that rns and frontline hospital workers were not taking the vaccine, opposed to taking the vaccine, all that stopped. All the interviews just stopped. No more interest in learning what were, what the nurses knew. No more interest well, in learning true. what the emergency and doctors knew. I thought that was kind of interesting. They were interested in it. you and you were a hero right. only when you were touting the company line. But once, right. once, once you actually had an opinion on something you had expertise in, why did you have expertise? Well, you saw thousands of these people vaccinated and right. not. Once you actually had expertise and you came out with something that wasn't touted by the company line, you weren't heroes anymore and they didn't care about you anymore. How's That's that make true. you feel? I, I got I got COVID a year and a half ago working at Florence Prison. And my, my nurse practitioner has done um, antibody testing on me and I have antibodies. Yeah, of course. So, and I just got the flu, uh, cold. I don't know what it was, but to say if I did go get tested for COVID, because I don't want to hurt anybody, and I'm wearing, I wear a mask in the store with my cold or whatever, because I don't want to get people sick. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I, I'm trying to be safe, but I know two people that have gotten the vaccine. Uh, I just found out my brother-in-law got had the vaccine, and now he's got COVID. It didn't work. It didn't work. So the whole thing seems crazy. Your president tells you if you get the vaccine, you can't spread it. Is that news to you? Well, yeah, I know he said that, but you can. Of course you can. Let me let me thank you for the call and and your work and your service. Um, By the way, now that the CDC is against Johnson and Johnson and come out against the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, it's now okay to say people have died from the vaccine. You remember how? How hard it was to be able to say that without getting censored or censured? Well, here's CNN. The CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices endorsed the updated recommendation after hearing new data indicating that a rare blood clotting syndrome is more common among people who recently got a J&G, J&J vaccine than previously believed. The CDC has logged 54 cases in the U.S. of thrombosis with thrombobictopenia syndrome, or TTS, in the U.S., since the vaccine became available, nine people have died, seven women and two men. CNN has now made it OK to say, for those of you that want to say it, that the vaccines themselves can be harmful, can be harmful. Why? Well, the CDC is now saying Johnson and Johnson's not the vaccine they recommend anymore. Well, once the CDC, it's a shameful thing when the American public, or at least good parts of the American public, are ahead of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Pretty pretty lousy set of circumstances when that's the case, isn't it?
Boy, the more you uh, the more you read about uh, the Beach Boys, uh, the more you learn about the Beach Boys, or um, songs like this. Uh, the Beach Boys today is where is the album "Help Me Rhonda" came out, came out of. Or if you look up uh, their their pet sounds, the more the more you realize what an amazing amazing band that that was, group of musicians that that was, innovative and all else. Did did I say the other day? I meant to. Did I mention the other day? Um, that they were the first band to put the word God, the name God, in the title of one of their songs. I did I did mention that. They were the first rock band, the first popular musical group to put God in the name of a song, God Only Knows. And they debated whether they should or not, by the way. They debated. It was a debate whether it was, um, whether it was disrespectful or not. And it ended up not being... Close with a thought that uh, is very relevant to everything we've been doing. And if you were on hold and didn't get on, I'll ask you to call back tomorrow and we'll put you on right away. Thank you for your patience. C.S. Lewis, at the end of his book, The Abolition of Man, closes it by saying, Perhaps in the nature of things, analytical understanding must always be a basilisk, which kills what it sees and only sees by killing of your mythology. A basilisk kills only what it sees and sees only by killing. But if the scientists themselves cannot arrest this process before it reaches the common reason and kills that too, then someone must arrest it. What I most fear is the reply that I am only one more obscurantist, that this barrier, like all previous barriers set up against the advance of science, can be safely Past. Do you know what an obscurantist is? An obscurantist, I'm sorry. Do you know what an obscurantist is? Someone who deliberately prevents facts from getting out. Is there a greater obscurantist than our president and the entire administration teaching us, dealing with us, passing laws and orders for us with regard to COVID? I've never seen such obscurantism ever. Fight it. Resist it. That's what C.S. Lewis said he was trying to do. God bless you all. Until tomorrow, class dismissed.